This is definitively uncertain. Welcome back, everybody, to definitively. <laughs> that didn't work. To definitively uncertain. <laughs> I am John Colbert, and with me as always is... Adele Colbert. Man, we're starting this off really good. (laughs) (laughs) So today, um, we decided we were going to talk about mental illness, and if people are kind of just using it as like the next, I'm gluten intolerant excuse. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So, um, I, now, this is the thing, is that probably four years has gone by, and I hear more about people having anxiety mm-hmm. than I've ever heard, like, in my whole entire life. Like, the last four years, like, everybody has fucking anxiety now like it's 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 almost it almost feels like a fad mm-hmm. you know what i mean like there's there's people that go through spurts of depression stuff like that but then they're o- over it you know what i mean like they're or they've gotten help and they you know they, they've conquered it like you, you know if someone's in depression mm-hmm. usually they get help and they're good but it seems like anxiety is like this fucking thing that grows on you that can never go away and i i i can't understand why that is Mm -hmm. it it really bothers me this this whole situation i get what you're saying what do you think well i don't think everyone's faking it but i think for sure some people are because um i've seen like there was a girl at my at one of the schools i went to i don't remember which one but she would have anxiety attacks but they were fake. They were only for attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying everyone that says that they have anxiety has it either. I like or doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that at all. I genuinely believe. But I think people use it almost as an excuse sometimes to not put themselves in a position that's going to make them feel a little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Even just a little this bit. It's like, no, no, this is my comfort zone. I'm not getting out of it. And But to me, that's not anxiety. Everyone has that little bit of anxiety when they're going to do something that they've never done before. Mm-hmm. Like, I try to put myself out there as much as I can. People are, like, inviting me. You know, hey, come over to my house. You know, there's going to be a bunch of people there. I don't know any of them. I know the one guy that's there. I'll talk to anybody. I'll hang out with anybody. I'm... You know, it's just one of those things where, yeah, I, I don't know. I constantly push myself, right? I don't, I don't think I've ever, ever had anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I, like in, in a medical way, I don't know how else to explain it. I know what you're saying. Like you haven't been diagnosed with like an anxiety disorder. No, I don't think so. I um, I did get some attacks when. I was in two car accidents within three weeks. Mm-hmm. And I did go through, I think, some anxiety there. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it was. Um, you know, it was hard to breathe in certain situations. And 
I tried to avoid things. So I, I think there was a level of anxiety there. Mm-hmm. But I also, the doc gave me some pills and all of a sudden I was good to go, mm-hmm. you know? And then I, uh, I, um, I worked through it. I don't know. I don't know how else to ex- explain it, but I worked through it. And now those situations that made me feel a little apprehensive to go into, I go into now and I don't see a problem with it at all. But I just can't, I can't understand, I, I can't understand how someone that has anxiety can even process through the day because if like yeah that's almost like having like uh, uh autism mm-hmm. in a way w- w- most people that are autistic they have to have a routine they have to have things go the way that they know that they're going to go mm-hmm. or else they can't function they can't process it right and you know there's times where they freak out or you know they do something like that mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what they do. I just know that some, you know, some will get violent, some will get angry, some will have a fit. I honestly, you know, I haven't been around a lot of autistic people, Mm -hmm. but from what I've seen from, you know, one autistic person that I did know is that that's what would happen. Mm -hmm. It had to be. And he was on a very, uh, you know, there's different spectrums of autism, right? He was like severe case. So it it had to be everything in a routine. It was kind of crazy. Like mm-hmm. I'd never seen anything like it. But yeah. but then there's the lighter side where, you know, people can function in that, but they just don't, yeah. you know, they're, I don't know, the social cues are skewed and not yeah. right. But I just don't, I don't know, to me, I just don't understand it. To me, I feel like if you don't put yourself out there, to learn new things or to do things i just can't see it being a a good life you know what i mean like it's to me i I just can't understand not going out there and doing something and you know if you have to know what it is well what's the fun in that Mm -hmm. you know that that's the way i look at life you know but i don't know but like i said i know that there's people out there that have you know, different mental illnesses and stuff like that. Yeah. And you're going to experience people. And you're at a time where, you know, girl, teenage girls, teenage boys, their heads are fucked up. Yeah. Like, you know, they're everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And kids are going to get depressed. And they're going to hit rock bottom. And hopefully they have someone that they can talk to. You know, but it's, a uh, to me, I don't know. It's the anxiety one that's really just... It hits me in a spot where I'm like, oh, I wish I could just know if you're fucking faking that or not. Because yeah. it just, it does. It feels like a new fad. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, that was the that was the excuse before marijuana was legal. Did you know that? No. To get medical marijuana. That it I have anxiety. anxiety. Just say you have anxiety. Just tell them that you're, you know, you're anxious and you freak out. They'll give it to you. They'll give you your medical card. And then you can just get medical marijuana. You know what I mean? So it almost feels like, I don't know, it feels like doctors are too free to give that diagnosis to someone, right? Mm-hmm. I realize that they can only, they can only go off what the patient's telling them. Yes, exactly. But at the same time, 
you know, I think that's why I'd make a horrible doctor because I'd be like, you're full of shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, you have this problem? Just fucking deal with it. Try it out. Yeah. Like, if you're legit having attacks where, you know, you can't do anything or whatever, but if something just makes you uncomfortable, fucking deal with it. Snuff it up. That's, but that's me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't think, I don't think I, I don't know. You say something now. Okay. Uh, so, the thing I've noticed, because all, all these people are like, oh, I have anxiety, there's this kind of stigma around anxiety now. Like... Um, some people think that the, um, the amount of people with anxiety is increasing because the awareness is there now. Like, maybe it wasn't however many years ago, but it's, like, more relevant now. So people are like, yeah, I experienced this and, um, I don't know how to deal with it. But another thing is, once that awareness goes up, people find ways to manipulate the system a little bit. So, like, people, like, I've seen it in my school, try to get out of class or try to go into someone else's classroom to work there or just because they like that teacher or that classroom makes them more comfortable. Um, I actually went to a conference and it was all about mental health and mental stigma and stuff like that. And, um... A lot of people say they have depression or they're bipolar or they have OCD or they're anxious and all of these things when they're really not because no one really quite understands it. Like anyone can just go onto the internet and say, oh, what are the symptoms of this? And then go to their doctor and be like, oh, I experienced this and this. And then they're diagnosed, you know what I mean? So I think... Some people are definitely making excuses just to try and get out of things. Maybe whether it be like a class or a situation that they don't want to be in. Um, like uh, like talking to people even. Like I get uncomfortable and I used to say I have anxiety when I don't. I really don't. So I was one of those people who did try to use anxiety to get out of things but I know now that that's wrong and I shouldn't do that because I don't have anxiety I did actually or I was going to actually ask you about that yeah because I remember when you actually did do that mm -hmm. and you were like I suffer from anxiety and I was like since fucking when when did you go get diagnosed yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know your doctor and you can't go there without fucking me bringing you there. Yeah. So that's horseshit. Mm -hmm. And but that was the thing. But then I also, I looked on your laptop, and you searched up anxiety and causes, like and what diagnosed and like how you'd felt and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing is that I took one of those tests, and I thought to myself, okay, I'll do this test too. Like, I did the same one you did. Mm -hmm. But I put myself in a position where I was a new kid at school, in a school that where I grew up, and I didn't know anybody, just like what you did. Mm -hmm. We moved out here, you had to change schools, and the school isn't the same. The people aren't the same. You didn't go through classes with these people, so... Mm -hmm. And so I put myself in that position. I'd be like, how, do, how would I feel? Yeah, I'd feel this. Yeah, I'd feel that. Yes, I'd feel this. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
not so much this, you know, whatever. And then I went through it. And yeah, I had anxiety too. Mm-hmm. It was like diagnosed with anxiety. If it persists, please see a physician. And I just thought to myself, for changing schools? You need medication to change schools? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just, to me, I'm like, no. I changed a lot of schools though. We moved a lot when I was growing up. And yeah, I, I don't even know how many times we moved. We moved quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there wasn't a time. And I was always nervous. Meeting new people, it's a fucking nerve-wracking thing. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, I have to start a new job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do I say I can't come in because I have anxiety? No, because you have to get paid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that, And that's the thing is that there's certain people... You know, if they have anxiety and stuff like that, they probably wouldn't take a job like I have. Like, they probably wouldn't want to interact with people. Um, Mom is a great example. Mom, a long time ago, got diagnosed with anxiety. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't take anything for it. She was, you know, she does yoga. She does other things to keep herself calm. And she tries not to put herself in a position where... She's going to feel like, oh, my God, you mm-hmm. know, and kind of freak out. Yeah. But she also has this asshole husband <laughs> that puts her in situations that says, come on, let's just go. Let's just do it. And she goes, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. And then all of a sudden, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm kind of a buffer there for her, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. That's it's. The anxiety one is something that I think it triggers me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's the best way to put it is that it actually triggers me. Because <laughs> yeah. well, I have friends from all over, you know, like mm-hmm. from, you know, but I have a I have a good group of friends here in Alberta. Mm-hmm. And every time I try to get them together, I can't. I just can't. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. You know, like it's it just doesn't work out or this doesn't work or something doesn't work. It's always something. And it's crazy to me because like, you know, if if they invite me out, I go. Mm-hmm. I don't care who I know, who I don't know. I'm kind of just that way, you mm-hmm. know. But it just it just drives me nuts when people are like, I can't I can't make it. And I know why. It's because they don't know the other people here, mm-hmm. you know, but they don't want to know the other people here which is crazy to me because they're missing out on such good people Mm -hmm. there's legitimate excuses and then there's not legitimate excuses at all yeah and for me it just it kind of drives me nutty those are i'm not saying that every time i invite them out that's you know there's no good reason there's always a good reason you know like and even if you don't feel up to it and you don't want to come that's cool Mm-hmm. And I actually did have one of my friends that did tell me he was having a anxiety problems. And that's why he didn't come out that time. And I understand, you know. But mm-hmm. it's when you're, you almost put yourself in an excuse, you mm-hmm. know. And, that, and then it just becomes habit. All of a sudden it's like, oh man, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. You know, like, I don't want to go out there and meet those people. I don't want to go out there, you know. Mm-hmm. I never look at it like that. I'm like, I'm going out to see my friend. You know, he's got other friends there, and that's cool, and he might hang out and talk to them, you know, but for me, 
you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna see my friend, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll probably meet some new people. Yeah. If I like them, I like them. If I don't, I don't. But all in all, you yeah. know, it's an experience for me. Mm-hmm. What do you think about depression? I think you can feel depressed without having depression. Like, I went through, like, a little, like, a rough spot in grade 8 where, like, every day I just kind of came home and I was kind of blah all the time and I just wasn't good. But I, I think people get upset and say they have depression or they say things that they have no intent of doing because I've heard people say that they're going to kill themselves and they have no intent to. They're just trying to make people feel bad for them so that they get what they want. Because I think people don't use it as an excuse as much as anxiety, but people do still. And I've had a couple people tell me that they think they're bipolar. And I'm like, you're just a hormonal teenager. Yeah. Pretty much. But I do have a friend who is bipolar, and she doesn't take medication for it because it's not as severe as other cases, and she doesn't feel the need to. Yeah. But she does go through times where sometimes she just has to stay home for a day or something because she she just can't handle it. Yeah. But, yeah, depression's a weird one because... I, yeah, I think you can feel depressed without having, like, medically diagnosed depression. Because, like, that time in grade 8, if I were to go and see someone, they probably would have diagnosed me with depression. Yeah. But now, no. Like, I think that uh, medical depression is a persisting thing that you need to go get help for. But people can feel that same way just not persistent you know what i mean yeah well i i think so too um i i went through a spurt of depression there when you were actually pretty young um i was trying to do better you know for us Mm -hmm. and mom was at home with you guys and or with just you because Brody wasn't around yet mm-hmm. and I tried to uh yeah I tried to um get, get a new job and I was you know I was so pumped on it you know and this job apparently you know made good money mm-hmm. you know and it was a uh, it was delivering steel from like a it was just like from place to place like it wasn't really it wasn't you know but it was like it was like night shift it wasn't anything special kind of sucked actually mm-hmm. and I got in there and um everything was going to shit like the the steel company ended up shutting down and having no loads and you know people were out of work but I just started Mm-hmm. You know, so I was trying to stay up there and you got paid by the load. So you'd have to sit up there and wait to see if you actually got a load or not. Mm-hmm. So you'd sit there and sit there and sit there for hours and you only got paid by the load. So it, there was days that I came home and I, did, I made nothing. 
-hmm. no money because nothing happened and I got more and more the more and more I sat there the more and more of a a failure I felt and we had just bought a house and you know you were there and you know like it it was just it was a hard time for me Mm -hmm. and then um and then once they uh once they went to go shut down um you know there I was I didn't have a lot of experience driving trucks still because I didn't I didn't move around a lot you know Mm -hmm. so I was upset and uh yeah I remember coming home and I think like that's probably one of the one of the very few times that I I I cried because I I just didn't felt like such a failure like I was felt like I was just losing everything Mm -hmm. like you know I was kind of unwinding and you know am I gonna find another job is this gonna happen is that gonna happen and mom was there and you know mom really helped me out and uh my doctor we went to go talk to him because mom actually worked for my doctor and it was a you know we talked to him and he was like you know maybe we should put you on some pills or you know and uh, I talked to somebody that was it I just talked to somebody I didn't take any pills that you know I just didn't think I needed them Mm-hmm. And I felt better, and things got better, you know, and it was it was good, like the depression thing, but I don't know like it's when i when I think of stuff like that, when I think of stuff that like depression or anxiety, I don't look at it as a long term mental illness disease, like it you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. I, and if it is long term then i I think something's not what you're doing isn't isn't working you Mm -hmm. need to fix it you know what I mean like it's it's one of those things I can't it's hard to explain to me like uh, I don't know am I making sense to you Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I know what you're saying yeah but yeah there's a there's tons of other things you know like I said like the people that had you know gluten allergies like I knew one person that actually did Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it became like this fad, you know, and everyone did then. It was like, oh, I'm fat? It's because I got gluten because I ate too much gluten. Oh, I'm skinny? It's because I had too much gluten. You know, like everybody did What the didn't... F is gluten? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know? No. Oh, it's, it's, it, it's stuff <laughs> in food. All right? It's just, uh, it's something in food. It's a... Uh, because I see like I think it's... gluten-free and I was like, I don't know what that is. I think people that have... Uh, I, no, if I don't get this right, I'm sorry. I think it's celiac disease, mm-hmm. which is something in like flour and stuff like that, and wheat mm-hmm. that you causes you to get sick, right? And that's it's gluten. It's I don't really, I don't really know what exactly it is because I don't have it, so I didn't really care enough to <laughs> look it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was just a, like a big fad. I get you. Do you got it figured out? Yeah. A substance present in cereal grains, especially wheat, that is responsible for the elastic texture of dough. It's a mixture of two proteins, and it causes illness in people with celiac disease. With celiac. I was right. You were right. Nice. <laughs> so, see, your dad does know some things. <laughs> just... You know, don't base everything off of me. (laughs) 
So, um, yeah. So that was, I don't know. What do you think about everything? Like, is it too easy to just get diagnosed for something now? I think so. I think, um, yeah, because anyone can go onto the internet and look up symptoms and go to their doctor and say, I have these symptoms, and then they're diagnosed. I think there should be a way to see maybe if there's a physical thing, like, tied in with depression or anxiety, um... Maybe, like, in adults, maybe it's a hormonal imbalance or something like that that's causing, like, um, I don't know what what the hormone or chemical is in your brain, but it's released and it causes you to feel anxious or panicky. I don't know what it is, though. I don't remember. But, um, I heard in the conference that that is one of the causes of anxiety in adults, is that hormonal imbalance. Um, another thing is, like, what you, like, your past, kind of. So, like, I'm not the biggest fan of talking to other people, especially other people my age, because I was bullied a lot when I was younger. So, I don't know, there's always, like, a fear of judgment there, I guess. But. I think that's, I think that's pretty fair to say, a fear of judgment. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, they... You know, they are worried about what other people think of them and stuff like that. Especially if you think that the person that you're talking to is cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah. mean? If you think that person's pretty cool, and then, you know, you're like, so, yeah, maybe we should hang out sometime. And then you're like, hmm. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, sure. And then they never do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, well, obviously he or she didn't like me as much as I like them, mm-hmm. you know? And that happens, too. I've had people that I thought were cool. And I was like, you know, yeah, maybe we should meet up sometime. And they're like, yeah, sure. And then never talk to them again. And I don't know if it was just circumstance or what, but mm-hmm. I don't put my, I don't put a lot of, you know, value into it. Like, I'm not obsessing about it. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. To me, and I've told lots of people this, you know, there's people that like me and there's people that don't, you know, and... Mm-hmm. I, I I honestly don't really care. Like, I've gotten to a point in my life that I just didn't care anymore. Like, I didn't care. It was like, you don't like me? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm all right with that. Like, I even used to hang out with a whole group of guys. There's probably, maybe there's probably 15, 15, 20 of us mm-hmm. that always used to hang out. And there's two or three there, for sure, that didn't like me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like them. Mm-hmm. But we all kind of coexisted there, you know, because we were all there to hang out with people that we did like and, Mm -hmm. you know, we just chose not to talk to each other. Once in a while, you know, I'd butt heads, but who doesn't, you know? Mm -hmm. You can butt heads with your friends. Yeah, for sure. You know? Those people are, you know, they're always going to be there, whether you're invited to a party or, Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know? Like there's... One guy I wasn't exactly fond of when we we went to a fire at a friend's house Mm -hmm. and his kid was being a little douchebag to Brody. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Brody was, you know, like telling him to back off. So then I told Brody, because Brody knows jujitsu, I said, if he put hands on you again, lay him out. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. And his dad heard me say it. And I just looked at him and I was like, if you can't control your kid, I'm not about to have my kid get hit mm-hmm. all the time because your kid's a little fucking douchebag. Yeah. And that's just the truth. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was fine because the little kid heard me say, if he puts hands on you again, you can do what you want. Mm-hmm. And after that, that kid was like, oh, like I have to smarten up now, mm-hmm. you know, because if not, this other kid's going to fuck me up. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but that's just, you know, you, you have, you put yourself in those positions and stuff's going to happen and, you know, there's times where it's great. Everything's great, you know, great night, great friends, yeah. meet cool people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooke and James's wedding was one of those really, really cool times. Mm-hmm. You know, I met some great people there, you know, and, uh. Yeah, I think they're awesome people, you know, like they surround themselves with awesome people. And it was pretty cool to be, I looked at it, uh, I was honored to be one of those people that they asked for us to come, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, to their wedding, because they're just, they're such good people. And it was awesome, Mm -hmm. you know, to meet their family and their friends and, you know, and there's lots of people on there that I, I knew, but only from like social media, from like maybe them commenting on James or Brooks status or something like that you know so to actually meet them was a really cool thing you know and there's actually one guy there I thought he was pretty cool I was like hey man you know we should keep in contact he's like for sure never did really yeah it totally happened there Hmm. right but I was like whatever you know if it doesn't I'm not everybody's cup of tea and maybe he was just trying to be nice but I thought he was a rad dude and I was like you know figured hey why not you know yeah we just keep in contact you know if you're ever around again and you know you're hanging out with james you know maybe you want to give me a buzz or you guys want to come up or whatever you know mm-hmm. he was like oh yeah for sure and i was like okay and that never happened Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> i'm okay with that though i'm not one of those guys that's like oh that fucking cocksucker you didn't do that blah blah you know like <laughs> yeah i didn't cry either like i didn't cry a lot i should <laughs> a little. Ow, my feelings. Yeah. That's how it but seems everyone is today. But there's other people that I met there. And, you know, I talk to them through Facebook now. And, you know, they're great people. Mm-hmm. They can, I, I consider them friends now. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe I don't see them every time. But, you know, they they comment on my stuff. They talk to me about stuff. You know what I mean? It's... It's it's different now, the whole friendship thing, you mm-hmm. know, because like, you have social media and, you know, there's people on there that are still going to be kind of like acquaintances, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's people that actually, you know, they they show, they invest an interest in you. Yeah. You know, and even if it is through social media, I think it's still a way that they're being friends, you know, and I think that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah, what you're saying. You deal with people a lot different than I do. What do you mean? Um, I get kind of antsy around people. Like, especially people I don't know. I, um, I have trouble finding the right things to say sometimes. I'm very awkward. <laughs> like, when I meet new people because I want to make a good first impression and I overthink it. So it just comes out wrong. <laughs> 
luckily that's not always the case, but it is um, sometimes, especially if I think the person's really cool. Yeah. I'm like, oh god, they're cool, what do I say? <laughs> it's kind of that thing. I wouldn't say I have anxiety or, like, social anxiety or anything like that. I just, I, over, I tend to overthink sometimes. Do you... You have an awkwardness. I do. <laughs> you like mom does. Yeah. <laughs> like when mom met uh, George. Yeah. From Alexis on Fire. Uh. Right. I met him, you know, and I've talked to him, and he knew, he, you know, he knows me. Like you know, I wouldn't say we're great friends or anything, but I can say, "Hey, George," and he can say, "Hey, John, how are you?" You know. Mm-hmm. And that's. I thought that was kind of cool, and I met him actually through a comedian. Jason Rouse, mm-hmm. who's an hilarious guy, but Davy, Uncle Davy, knows Jason. We go to we go to a show, mm-hmm. and then later on, like the after party thing, and George from Alexis on Fire is there, and that's mm-hmm. how I actually got to meet him. And then I bumped into him a couple other times, and I was kind of shocked that he actually remembered my name. He was like, "John, hey man, how's it going?" You know, mm-hmm. and, but then we saw him at a mall. And I was like, hey, George. And he's like, John, how's it going? And I was like, good, man. How are you? You know, and mm-hmm. he starts talking about everyday normal life shit. Mm-hmm. And for anybody that doesn't know, George is the screamer for Alexis on Fire. Dallas Green is the singer. Mm-hmm. So they're both singers, but I think George sounds cooler. Yeah. He's the screamer. So, but yeah, so, you know, and your mom was there with me mm-hmm. and she's never met him. So I was like, you know. Uh, George, this is my wife, Andrea. Andrea, this is George from Alexis on Fire. And your mom said a sentence <laughs> with no vowels in it. It was just... <laughs> like, she just fucking froze. Like Starstruck. Yeah, right? Like, it was just... And she, like, she didn't know what to do. She shook his hand. And then she left. And then basically we left, right? She, mm-hmm. He was like, I got to go pick up my wife. I was like, all right, man, we'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. Right? But then as soon as he left, like out of a little bit of sight, she was like, how can you just talk to people like that? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you know, just normal. Like the, that guy is from Alexis on Fire. I'm like, yeah. And he's just a dude. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. He's just a dude. Like, you know. It was. I thought it was kind of a funny thing, though. But a lot of people get that way, I guess. I've. I don't think I've ever gotten that way. <laughs> so. I like to think I'd be cool, but I know deep down I'd be pretty awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially if you were like, I don't think mom knew who it was right away. Mm. Not until I introduced, and as soon as I said, uh, "This is George. He's in Alexis on Fire." Mm-hmm. Then it was like, "Oh shit." You know, like, oh, yeah. that's who that is. So I think the shock kind of yeah, didn't help at all. No, probably not. But I thought it was still kind of funny. I get you. Yeah. But that was definitely her anxiety, you know, and awkwardness all into one. And it was kind of, you know, like, oh, God, what do I do now? You know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but that's the thing is that I've, I've, I see, I don't want to say pushed because I, I, I don't want to say like I forced her. Mm-hmm. into things a but gentle I, uh, nudge but i definitely have steered her into situations where i know she wouldn't normally do it mm-hmm. because of her anxiety and i think she's come out of it better 
Yeah. Like, I, I think now she handles those situations a lot better than what she would if she avoided them all the time. And I think that's the part of anxiety that, you know, I I have a problem understanding because to me, if you don't know what you're doing, you know, you start, mm-hmm. you, you, like if, I don't know how to explain it now. If you're, if you always avoid that situation, that's probably the best way to say it. Mm-hmm. If you always avoid that situation, you're going to get more, I'm scared to do that when the time comes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like jumping off a diving board. Brody was a great jumping example. Jumping into a pool. Jumping into a pool. Brody was a great example. We watched him for 10 minutes mm-hmm. run to the edge of the pool and stop. And go back, back up. Run to the edge of the pool and stop. And every time he did it, he worked himself up more and more. So he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. And I, I'm not lying, guys. It was 10 minutes like yeah. of watching this video. Like I got video of it because it was just like, this is ridiculous. He's never going to go in. And, you know, I kept trying to coax him. Like, you know, it's all right, man. You've done it already. Like he did. He mm-hmm. did it already before. And then he just froze. For some reason, he got scared again and just stopped. And then, you know, it's just a crazy thing. The brain is a crazy thing. The more you avoid something, the more inachievable it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Starting this podcast. Yeah. You <laughs> avoided it like the fucking plague. <laughs> you wanted to do it. Yeah. Then told me you didn't want to do it. Yeah. Then told me maybe we'll do it. Then I came up with ideas that we were going to talk about. And then it was mechanical problems and then this kind of problem and then that kind of problem and I don't know how to do this and I don't know how to do that and then we finally get it all together and I'm like all right you ready and you still weren't Mm -hmm. and then we hit record and what's this our 10th ninth ninth our ninth not including the point fives yeah right so like it's it's over 10 actually Mm -hmm. you know and here we are, and we're still doing it, and you're not freaking out as much. Definitely not. Yeah, so that's good. So what I'm trying to say is, if you have problems, you should definitely try to go get help. Talk to someone for sure. But don't just think that a miracle pill is going gonna, is gonna to do it all for you. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it just takes putting yourself out there. Like, there's a, a pill most of the time is just going to mask the problem that's there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, for me, when I was depressed, I didn't want to take the pills because that depression was still going to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, if I got off of it, actually, the pills were going to make it worse. Mm-hmm. So, to me, it was a, I didn't want to do it. I didn't like it. It wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. But... You know, some people, they can do the pills and, you know, if they talk to people and the right people and get the right help, I think that's a great thing. But, yeah, I don't know. You need to get the help, definitely. If you think that there's a problem, you should go talk to someone for sure. It's a, I I think it's something everyone needs to do. And I don't think you should listen to people who aren't experienced I guess 
because there is a girl who tried to tell my friend who did have depression not to take the antidepressants that she was prescribed because they're addictive. Yeah. Yeah. But her doctor prescribed it because she did need that medical help. So if you're going to get help, go to, go to, try to find the right people. Well, professionals. Yeah. That's what I mean. When I say talk to someone, when you need to talk to someone, mm-hmm. I mean, don't go on the internet and self-fucking-diagnose yourself. Like, yeah. do not do that. That is not the right way to do things at all. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think you're having these problems, just go talk to your doctor. I mm-hmm. think that's the best thing to do. And be honest with them. Don't feel embarrassed that you feel a certain way or that you're feeling, you know, low. Like when I when I did, when I went to my doctor... He asked me, you know, how do you feel? I said, I feel like a fucking failure. I feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing as a husband. I feel like I'm, I wasn't with you guys because I was working nights. So I felt like I was failing as a father. I was, and I was honest about this stuff. Like this was stuff that was keeping me, you know, up. Mm-hmm. I was staying awake and then I was trying to work and I couldn't find work and I couldn't get this done and I, and everything was just compressing into me mm-hmm. and it was just killing me like it was it was just so much pressure you know and most of that I'm not even say most all of that pressure was coming from my head mm-hmm. it was it was all in my fucking head it wasn't anything mom was doing mm-hmm. you know it wasn't anything else it was just me fucking being inside my own head and just fucking beating myself up mm-hmm. it was a horrible thing so go get some help, guys, if you need it. Even if you wanted somebody just to talk to, fucking message me. I don't even care. Mm-hmm. Make it anonymous through a fucking shitty email. I don't care. <laughs> if you just needed to talk to or vent or say something to someone that you don't feel comfortable saying to somebody in person, seriously, send it to us. I don't even care. Like, I'll read it. I won't even give advice. You know, I'll... I'll be with you. I'll be like, this This does suck. This is shitty. Mm-hmm. I might tell you to go see somebody, but I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to give you advice mm-hmm. in that sense. You know, like if there's shit going on, you know, you need to, you need to definitely talk to a doctor. Mm-hmm. But anyways, man, this has been kind of a deep one yeah. <laughs> and long. Yeah. It's our longest one ever. Yep. All right, guys. So we're going to sign out for now, but we'll see you guys in 9.5. Or no, is it 9.5? Yep, 9.5. All right, see you guys. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard today, give us a like and a share. If you've got any ideas for topics for us to talk about, give us a shout, either through email or on Facebook or Instagram at Definitively Uncertain. Hope you guys have an awesome day, and we'll talk to you next time.